0: Here you are, a product of the, you lived in the area of the sexual revolution. Yes. And, um, and we saw the fruit of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Where do you think we are now? Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marx Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show.
0: Hey everybody, Victor Marks here. Welcome to another edition of the show. And today I have an amazing guest, Priscilla Hurley. Listen, I have to say the way that we were introduced And the timing of you coming on the program would be God, because so much stuff has happened. And first, I just want to thank you for taking the time to come on and share.
2: Hey, it's my privilege to be here. Thank you for making this happen, finally. You know, it's been, but yeah, God's perfect timing.
1: Well,
0: how long has the process been? Because I remember meeting your son. In Anchorage right. and in the military, yes. Um, uh, and I think you were uh, under the weather. I was that, sick. Uh, yeah, I was
2: sick. I think I had COVID actually. Okay. Yeah. I, um, that was well. I, I accessed that video again that you um made for me when you were here.
0: Oh yeah. The, I um,
2: don't know if you remember that. But, I had um, forgot,
0: but now now I remember.
2: <laughs> it was uh, April of 2022.
0: Yeah. Um, Well,
2: so, yeah, I'm excited.
0: Hey, folks, today we're going to be sharing about the effects and trauma of abortion and, Mm -hmm. you know, how Priscilla was set free and what she went through. And I think she's going to be able to encourage some of you listening. Some of you right now are going to be like, well, I haven't had abortion. I'm not interested. Click. But I'd say don't, don't, don't turn because chances are very good. That you actually know somebody who has had an abortion, very common, both mm-hmm. out of the church and in the church, and this is important. It's an important mm-hmm. women yeah. and men's issue. So, yes, um, yes. Here's yeah. my first question: Is like you know, what abortion trauma? Wh- what does it specifically do the women? Like, you know, how how is it manifested? That you know, like afterwards.
2: Well, I think when you think about God as our Creator, mm. um, He creates life. You know, Psalm one thirty nine uh, is full of that truth. Um, and uh, it started for me, I think, you know, just to run you through the real brief yeah. uh, trifecta—I yep. <laughs> call it the trifecta of abortion. My mom was widowed with four kids. Mm. Um and so uh my dad biologically she was pregnant with me and he was an experimental test pilot wow. so he um crashed outside of Long Beach in one of the planes that he and these guys talk about risk you know as a mm. military guy i mean he was his job was to make sure the nuts and bolts stayed in and a few fuselages few, shallots, few shallots, it's hard to say this early in the morning but it fell off and both his both pilots included were crashed. And, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, my mom loved him so much. He was like her right. life and the damage that that did to her heart and her soul. Um, mm-hmm. she got scared trying to provide for five children. And yeah. so she went to Mexico and, uh, had a surgical abortion. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, you know, I did, I found out when I was 19, but I didn't really talk to her until after I came to Christ. Because I had questions, (laughs) Mm. because I understood the value of life, you know. And but um, she uh, apparently there might have been a twin, so she had Mm. that loss plus her husband. And then um, when you think about trauma, um, it it with abortion survivors because there's a whole network of people that have survived various kinds of. Folks listening,
0: that that's what Priscilla. Uh, was and is an abortion That's survivor. Right, yeah.
2: Yes, it was a, a failed abortion, but mm. um, but the trauma of that, having that evil intruder come into the womb. Yeah. I mean, you can probably identify with this a little bit, even though you're small and you're helpless and you're voiceless. You are impacted by that oh, because wow. it's it's a evil evil. It's an evil.
0: Yeah, you know, it's to a take the life murder. of. Yes. And you are a victim.
2: Yes. And so, you know, my mom never dealt with the trauma, Victor. And I think that's one thing that you've done so well in your ministry Mm. is not only pull people out and rescue them from horrible situations, but work with them to be healed of the things like you've had to go through, like I've had to go through. You to a much, you know, I mean, your story, I can't talk about it without getting emotional. But Mm. um, my mom never dealt with it she never really was able to love me the way i needed to because she withdrew her love and um and it affected my older siblings too but not to the extent that because i wasn't supposed to be here so <laughs> and um you know i kind of felt that growing up but and when but, i uh, well i want to say
0: for for the viewers listening or watching right now there are many that know that sentiment there are many that understand that pain yes. And it's a form of rejection. Uh, yes. You know. Uh, yes. I tell people, you know, certainly, my mother's getting pregnant. I, I was the aftermath of that. They weren't even married; and they were divorced, and mm-hmm. it, it, and a child feels that. There's yes, absolutely. There, there's there's no way a kid doesn't. So you grow up with this sense of rejection, and then you need mm-hmm. affirmation, and you want to know, uh, you know am I okay? Tell me yeah, I'm okay.
2: Somebody validate my existence. Yes.
0: Yes. And then oftentimes with women and girls, yeah. uh, yes. you seek the wrong validation and there yeah. are predators and uncaring people that will take a point of that like that. Right.
2: Uh, yes, and I, I, when I think about, this may sound really crazy, but when I went to college, I was pretty protected. My mom remarried, really a wonderful man, really wow. took care of us. So good. Um, but we didn't deal with the emotional rejection and all those things. But I, when I went to college, it was the sexual revolution happening. and um,
0: What year was that? You know,
2: uh, well, I think, let's see, when did I actually go, 68?
0: So it was in late 60s.
2: Yeah. You know, it was when all that stuff was happening on colleges and, uh, and, and, you know, when you, you mentioned about getting validation through sex in my case, you know, um, promiscuous sex and, um, you know, getting pregnant at 19, Hmm. being scared, calling my mom and they just, boy, they just took over to have me get an abortion at 19. And then four months after that, I went through that, just complied with their wishes, you know I mean? And I think trauma is, you know, in my case, trauma has, there's a lot of responses to trauma. And in my case, I think I just, I felt invisible. I felt, you know, I didn't have a voice. You know, I didn't, I numbed down, you know, emotionally. Um, And so I just kind of went along to get along and didn't have a voice and, and so after that, four months later, we were walking, my mom and I, and she turned to me and said, by the way, I had tried to have you aborted. So oh that was when goodness. she first told me. And I was like, whoa, you know, you know, the first thing I thought of, wow. um, now I understand why you never, why I've never felt wanted, you know, and that, that was like, it didn't change my behaviors. It didn't change that. There was no more, just dis- that's a thing. No more discussion after that. He dropped that and then quiet,
0: but like you <laughs> no said, more conversation. But, but like you said, it gives you understanding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. calling yeah. my mother when when I couldn't, when all of a sudden I emotionally detached from my fiance, who is now my bride, we had sent out the wedding invitations, and all of a sudden I had nothing. And Eileen is like, are you okay are you getting cold feet? I said, no, I think it's worse than that. I, I don't feel anything. Like, I, I feel yeah. zero. I don't feel yeah. happy, sad. Yeah. And I was excited all the way up, and all of a sudden, boom. And you know. uh, I remember calling my mother, because I had to talk to a psycholo- psychiatrist. And they're like, we you have mom issues. And I'm like, of course, I'm like, I'll oh, shut up. <laughs> that's an excuse on my mom issues and then i called my mom and said what the hell did you do to me like mm. i have the dream girl and everything and i'm pulling the pin on a, a relationship i could never even have and you, you mm. smile because you know what that means to pull that pin <laughs> on that grenade we we, we we either swallow it or throw it and i never yeah. forget my mother said this she goes victor Okay, there were times when you would be crying in the crib as a newborn and a child, and I just couldn't pick you up because you reminded me of your father. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm a kid, so I know. children, I know. remember, they know that hurt, and then it does yeah. affect them. So people, listen, if you're starting to go, oh, I, I, know some, I know something about that. First, me and Priscilla would say it's not your fault. Never was, yes. yeah. And the mm-hmm. choices you made, you are responsible for. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a, a victim mentality, mm-hmm. it's your thinking is so dysfunctional. You think mm-hmm. it's you think it's right, but yeah. it's not. Absolutely. God can redeem any and everything.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yes, He does.
0: But forgiveness is important on this journey mm-hmm. uh, as healing. Mm-hmm. What yes. you say?
2: Well, I did. Yeah, I've had to forgive. I mean, I did forgive my mom, and I understood how desperate she was. the sad thing is, is that she never, she never really talked about it. You know, when I became a mom, I uh, well, I had another abortion, and then I worked in the abortion industry, so I was under this captivity, wow. really, wow. of abortion. The enemy just caged me, right? So, were, were,
0: were you like the epitome of what we would call a modern day? left leaning liberal type gal was that you
2: it wasn't it wasn't really like that for me i just think mm-hmm. i you know because i mean i i understand what you're saying but i wasn't political about it okay i was just captive to i went into the industry the clinic because i felt like i wanted to help women deal with the okay actual process
0: you know okay. so um, actually, having it an was abortion good, it was good motives
2: it was well intended, but no, yeah, no. I guess, but you know, that, then I, I, you know, I, God, you know, God saved me in the womb, mm. you know, right. He saved you in the locker, yeah. you know, he, mm. he saves us for a purpose and I didn't know him. I didn't know who he was, but after I almost died in a car accident, when I was still working at the clinic, I saw an angel outside my do- the window. And he was telling me, "You're going to be all right," because I was, I was reaching out in desperation. I was so fearful, and I wondered if I was, fe- I was, fearful of dying, you know, in that state. And I saw an angel. He said, "I was going to be all right." So I passed out and woke up in the hospital.
0: Was there I don't a, know how many? Was there an image of what he looked like? Yeah, what kind was of it
2: looked like you, Victor? <laughs> <laughs> No, I. <laughs> it was just a man, a, right. a, a man, and he was he had this really concerned look on his face, but yet calm.
0: I love that. I, I and yeah,
2: yeah, wow. I mean, I wanted to find him after because I wanted to thank him, but wow. he wasn't. He he was here and gone, right? So, but that that say, God save me again, mm. and then. um I started questioning mm. what's my purpose, what's truth. I'm living with this man. I just had another abortion, and I'm working in this industry. And then God took me out of Southern, out of San Francisco and put me in rural Alaska. Wow. And I had Christian friends for the first time. I had beauty around. I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska, but it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I think God speaks to us through his creation. I did too. Um, I got pregnant again, though. And this time I said no to abortion. I had my son. And this is another important point. When you move, I didn't know Christ yet. But when you move towards life, God is going to be there for you, I think. I believe that because that's who he is. gives me chills talking about it. That's who he is. So four months after my precious baby was born, I got on my knees, man, and I just said, (laughs) Forgive me, God. You know, mm-hmm. I just come into my life, and and people had been kind of discreetly with, witnessing witnessing to me, yeah. and I so I came to Christ and um, ended up marrying for, the. Did
0: you feel forgiven? I did, yeah. I did, and
2: I I mean it was a slow process for me because I was really in the darkness. You know, right. I mean it takes time. I married the dad of my son, and we had a short marriage. <laughs> Because, you know, we but, weren't equally yoked, but so But you to did speak. the right thing. You, you married. Yeah. And I had two other daughters. And Eric, who you met, yeah. is my son-in-law married to my beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's blessed me so much. And But I realized, I have to tell you that the other thing I just wanted to share with you briefly yeah. is that God took me from Alaska to Southern California to teach abstinence in public schools wow. for nine years in Southern California.
0: What curriculum I, did you use?
2: Uh, we had one that was created, it's called Choices. Um, okay. It doesn't exist anymore, but right. it's a beautiful, simple program yeah. and kids responded. And I, I, when you share your stories of people that you rescue, their situations, what horrible things are done to them, I got funding from the state of California because I told him a story about a girl who I met in juvenile facility yeah. that was hearing the program, hearing the, the, the fact that she had a choice. Wow. And she looked at me and she said, "'Why hasn't anybody ever told me this?' Wow. She had abortions already. She had sexually transmitted, whatever you want to call yeah. it, disease, infection, yeah. and trauma, trauma, trauma. And when I use that example to the state people, they start the the one lady started to cry because they realize that they're missing it. Yes. And the same is true today. It's just worse. You know, right. it's just so worse. They're well, grooming kids, you know, and all that. So well, well, let's, anyway. let's
0: let's talk about that for a second, since you really are a subject matter expert personally, then professionally and understanding kids. Here you are, a product of the, you lived in the area of the sexual revolution. Yes. And, um, and we saw the fruit of that. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we are now with, uh, because the sexual revolution, th- there there wasn't trans issues going on. There wasn't changing of identities. There wasn't, it right? It was just free love this false love and promises but now what would you say give, give us your take on it now
2: well I, there are groups that are in the front lines trying to address these issues but it's it's hard because like even in anchorage we have a very liberal school board right and um but it's it's i think it's the whole slow boil yeah. thing You know, I mean, the '60s broke it, broke things open, and you know, well, Kinsey, you know, all of that, you know, who Alpha, you know, all of his rotten, rotten data, and it's just kind of you have the tree of life, and then you have the tree of death.
0: It's that simple.
2: It 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 really is, and the kids today are being, uh, you know, I really think parents have a hard time because they're told, you know, their lies about it and. But I, but, um, I'm part of a coalition that I, um, it's hard in Alaska cause it's like, I'm the only one up here, <laughs> yeah. but there's, it's a protect child health coalition. That is a bunch of Christian folks all over the nation, working in various parts of the nation to address curriculum issues, transgender, um, you know, Miriam Grossman, who you may know, uh, is a psychiatrist and she right. is an expert. She's, um. Uh, part of this coalition so I'm kind of peripheral but they you have to wake up and try what you can just like you you know this is you're going all over the world to rescue kids and I think what Christians have done is they haven't really woken up to how bad it is you know I mean you've got to take action and um, like you do you know you have a after you're done here, you're going to go rescue somebody somewhere, and um, you know, you have to just be available and understand this is a spiritual battle for our kids. Yes,
0: and faith without works is dead. I think, I think the church's DNA has been really um, off for decades. Uh, we 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 allowed the culture to conform the church instead of the church to you know. Uh, I just heard someone that I really respect, Alistair Begg. I've always listened to him and loved him and met him. Uh, but he did give advice to a grandmother regarding her grandson marrying a trans and should she go to the wedding. And now, look, this isn't a make or break it issue for certain. Uh, you know, the gospel is. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't agree with his counsel that she should go you know or get a gift or whatever that, that's the one place my wife and I have drawn the line uh to say uh no we, we we won't go to a gay marriage because it's an oxymoron it's and and you know somebody who I really appreciate conservative aunt and he is um he's very gay, and very funny, and he has a strong social media platform. But he was on my program, like you, and he said, Victor, I and my partner have chosen not to get married. I was like, really? Why? Um, Because it's legal. He said, marriage is a sacred institution for Christians that God you know, started he goes. We have no right to impose on that tradition from us. Now, of course, we want civil rights and all that. And I, I was, I was so taken back by his sincerity, and uh, and you know, he said, Victor, you know, people in our community that are, what I'd say, intellectually honest. No, even though we don't agree. With you on many things, uh, some things there's so many we can. And he goes, I, I just you know I love you, man. And I said I I love you too, Anthony. Um, not gay, I don't like. I mean, and then he just starts laughing. He's just cracking him because yeah, hard hard no, Victor is not gay. But I really appreciate folks like you, who come from the background. And then, you know, you get saved and you start following the Lord saying, well, God, what what do you want me to do? How can I help? And it is in reaching the children. There's no doubt in my mind because, folks, if you're watching this right now, you got to have grace on children who are being indoctrinated. in in far greater ways. I think about the porn issue. I used to have to go out in the the woods as a kid underneath a log and it was the community playboy or whatever for kids to see boobies and all that. And now that a kid my age back then could flip open or turn on a phone and see the most horrific sexual perversion not even just man and woman, anything. So therefore, we we have to, I believe, have grace on children, but toe the line and, and be willing to definitely engage this culture and youth with just what Priscilla was sharing and how she used to do regarding abstinence. My wife and I took a course to be abstinence teachers, and it was called, you know, uh, WAIT, Why wait or the WAIT program, the W A I T. And it was so beneficial. And we saw how kids responded, even high school kids. They're like, wow, I never knew that was really an option. So, another thing, like our guest had said, you, you need to get involved. The, the battleground is in these school boards. And um, without people who set, policy, make law. Christians need to engage in that area full throttle for them to make a difference. And you certainly don't have to go overseas to, to do what I do, but we actually have a task force here in the U.S. and uh, where we hunt pedophiles and help break this sexual abuse for child exploitation through the Internet. It's It's beyond what people think. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please uh, seek to allow God to use you in your community and in your family. And um, I want to thank my guest, uh, Priscilla. And we we had technical issues uh, here at the end because of, um, uh, I think, her location up in Alaska. But I do look forward to having a second round with this and even bringing my bride in. But you guys, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, do it for the glory of God and pray for Priscilla. And, uh, and we, we just bless you and thank God for you as a, an abortion survivor, a failed abortion survivor, and then one who had abortions and worked at a clinic, and then you get saved. It's, a, it's an incredible redemption story. I'd say this Focus on the Family does have very good resources. Uh, and and I would say go to their website and check it out and if you have any more questions contact us via our website victormarks.com we appreciate you guys and God bless you
1: i